Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, we got fellow podcaster, as well as big man working on some big TV and movie sets, Nick Green. Hello, Tony. Hello Welcome again. Welcome back. It's been a minute. It has. Not since the... It's been almost an entire season since you've last been on. That's crazy. That's heresy. It's heresy. And, I, I uh, apologize for my absence. Hey, no, it's all good, dude. Uh... And uh, I might as well tease this up. There are plans in the works to bring on his actual group, his the whole podcast of Out of Focus on this season. There are Hell works. Yeah. Uh, it was originally set for today, but things obviously real life scheduling happens, but we still got the man himself here. Yes, sir. I couldn't leave you uh, hanging. I uh, I figured I owed you that much. But yeah, uh, a crossover is in the works. So as soon as scheduling conflicts are not a problem, we will uh, we'll come on and crash your party. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And honestly, this is what a week um, because the headline of the week this week oh is the God. Nintendo Direct. And there's, if there's one person I would have wished to get on for this episode but be, of course it would it would have been too last minute i would have loved to see our boy uncle red here to see his reactions to this <laughs> oh, god because what Dude, a direct really anybody's reaction to like with how that direct went it you're gonna get some talking points oh yes anybody, absolutely really. absolutely um so we're gonna kick things off so the direct started off uh, with Capcom coming out and announcing the, I guess the the next or the first big DLC for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. It looks interesting. I don't play the Monster Hunter games. The monsters look cool. Um, and yeah. it's set for well, summer. That's the most important part, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's set for summer 2022, so a little a little bit of a wait. But you know what? I think the game still has like a lot of content in it. Uh, to make yeah, it, I think uh, they seem to be servicing that game like really well. I think yes, it's still absolutely. selling phenomenally, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's one of the top selling Switch games right now. Yeah, that's crazy because it came out like uh, quite a while ago, didn't it? A couple months ago, I believe. I think it came out. Oh God, I don't even remember. I'll re- here, here's what I'll remember when I do my yearly recap of 2021. Then I'll yeah. remember when it came out because I'll be that's, looking. That's a future Tony list. problem. That's a future. Yeah, it is a future Tony problem. Uh, and then of course, uh, of course, of course, uh, uh, Koizumi comes here. out. <laughs> you see, I say that because I'm like, of course, Koizumi comes out then to host the direct, as he always does, as he seems to be the new face for the Nintendo Direct. Uh, and we got our first batch of headlines. Starting with more info on Mario Party Superstars, which I'm excited for. I am super excited because we're getting five classic boards from the N64 era of games, which is one, two, and three, as well as um, a bunch of mini games throughout the entire series. Uh, so I showed off a couple more things of those, which is dope. It's actually proper Mario Party with just the new engine that they're using. And again, it comes out October 29th at the end of the month, which is really good timing because at the beginning of the month, Monkey Ball comes out. So, oh yeah, there's a new Monkey Ball coming out. I forgot about that. Yeah, banana mate, banana 
Banana Mania. The it's basically the HD remaster of one, two, and deluxe. Oh, nice. Yeah, that would be smart to space those out then. Yes, it's also got a bunch of Sega reps. We have Beat from Jet Set Radio, Sonic and Tails. Oh, wow. Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza. Uh, <laughs> Morgana, from Persona, Morgana from Persona 5 and Hello Kitty. Oh, good. Hello Kitty is making yeah. And That's if you pre-order the game... Super Monkey Ball or in... Yeah, it's Super Monkey There could be playable characters. Oh, my God. And if you pre-order the game, you get access to to play as uh, Sega consoles like the Dreamcast and the Saturn. <laughs> yeah. What is this game? It's going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I have to pre-order it uh, this oh upcoming week because I want Dude. those. Co- I want to play as the Dreamcast, man. I'm going to main the Dreamcast. <laughs> Dude, exclusively uh, Sega consoles and Yakuza cast members. <laughs> now that's a party. Legit, I was going to call it uh, uh, Super Monkey Ball and Sega All-Stars, because that's really what it is. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Dude, literally just make a party game uh, in the Yakuza world. That would be <laughs> wonderful. If they don't already have some sort of minigame within the Yakuza games themselves. Uh, I mean, they have a bunch of minigames in the Yakuza games. Uh I'm trying to think back of like any party. Oh wait, uh, well technically, uh, certain ones have uh, Puyo Puyo, and you can play that locally with another friend. Oh okay, yeah. So you we'll got get Puyo Puyo. <laughs> uh, oh, back to the direct. Um, our, uh, they uh, Square Enix uh, announced uh, their new RPG, Voice of the Cards, uh, the Isle 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 Dragon Roars. It's uh, basically an RPG game where like everything's made of cards, and uh, there's some the combat is like card combat with some dice rolls involved. Comes out October 28th as well. Yeah, that had a pretty uh, interesting uh, art style. Yeah, I really enjoy. Yeah, Square is definitely like the new art style they're getting for like their RPGs, like their new RPGs. I really like mm-hmm. where it's going. Yeah, like it's they're using uh, the Octopath. Um, engine for Dragon Quest 3 remake, and that looks beautiful. Oh, really? Yeah. That that Octopath like style just is so captivating. It is. Probably one of my favorite recent like uh, art styles lately. Absolutely. Uh, then we got a trailer for Disco Elysium, the final cut. Uh, it comes out October 12th digitally, and it will get a physical copy, they announced, but that won't be until 2022. Very cool. That's one I that's on my list to try. I don't know if it coming to the Switch any is any more motivating, but it is cool to see that it's coming to another platform. Yes. Uh, then we got the fi- I guess I would assume the final trailer for Hyrule Warriors, the expansion pass as Wave Two. We got that trailer for Guardian of Remembrance, which comes October 29th. And if you of course if you pre ordered or if you have the expansion pass already, that's when it'll drop for you. And it looks like you'll finally be able to play as Robbie and Pura uh, in their as their young forms, and uh, yeah, it looks dope. Uh, I still need to go back and play the game. I have it, and I've <laughs> barely touched it. But uh, that was also during a time where it's like, do I play this or do I play Persona Five Strikers, which is also a Warriors game, and I chose Strikers. Right. <laughs> you have to you have to prioritize which uh, uh, what do they call it again? Like warriors type games, yeah. Hack I know that there's like an actual like that people have like a proper 
thing for it, like aside from like warriors. Like, like I don't remember what the actual word is. Yeah, it's under the hack and slash genre, though, right? Yeah, think, essentially. Um, yeah, one versus a hundred type type esque. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got probably one of the weirder games on this list that I would never expect Square Enix to make: Chocobo GP. <laughs> Dude, they gotta fill that Mario Kart void, man. They people really are getting do. Sick of the Mario Kart Eight, so yeah. they gotta. People so are that, so coming in. So now we're getting. And, uh, you can play as Chocobo, uh, Gilgamesh, I think Ifrit, and a bunch of other Final Fantasy characters in a race. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it looks. <laughs> it's certainly. It looks a like game. a kart racer. It looks like a kart racer. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, yeah. Then uh, Koizumi comes back out and is like. Hey, regarding all you Smash Bros. fans, don't worry, we got you covered. On October 5th, Sakurai will come back here and give us the final Sakurai Presents and reveal the final DLC character. Oh, man. All right. Do we are we doing predictions? Do you have a prediction, oh, Tony? God. I don't. I don't even know at this point. Like my prediction, maybe Crash. Maybe I, I, I'm still in the hope for Sora, but I doubt it. Crash is like maybe one of the more realistic picks I have. Okay, but I I I really don't know who it could be. Sora, that's not from Kingdom Hearts, is it? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts Sora. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I'm a Halo boy, so I mean, putting Chief, Chief in cool. everything would be great. I mean, he's already in Fortnite, but that also yeah, might exactly. be the downside. He's already in Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can either be in Smash or Fortnite, not both. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, then we got our first big reveal of the direct Kirby and the Forgotten Land, a breakthrough for the Kirby franchise, because no longer is he a 2D platformer. It's his first 3D non-linear path game. See that I was not aware of. I, I, uh, I just assumed he had kind of the same, uh, like library as mario where he no like kirby all of kirby's all of kirby's games aside from i think one exception which is kirby 64 in the crystal stars right uh but that's still i think it fall it still follows the linear path even though it's 3d mm-hmm. so it's uh this is his first free form like open world action adventure game that's very exciting i i was uh like very into what we saw um it looks very odyssey yes uh, like which i mean isn't a bad thing because really it's hard to go wrong with that formula it really it really is um, yeah exactly yeah i'm looking forward to it i was really concerned uh at first when we saw those first few shots of the like dilapidated city and whatnot i'm like is this in like the last of us (laughs) or like or in the Horizon Zero Dawn, my, my thought world? when we saw it, I'm like, okay, this I, this is like very colorful. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but it's also like a bit decapitated. So I'm like, it could be Splatoon, it could be something else. Right. But it was Kirby. I'm like, oh hey Kirby, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you see the pink ball in the sand. I'm like, oh wow, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> oh wow, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's spring 2022 release date, so it's looking good for our pink friend. We're getting, uh, not only did they announce the Smash Direct that's coming in October, where they also announced that there's going to be an Animal Crossing Direct in October after yeah. teasing the roost. Yeah, Brewster's finally coming. Finally, a little, 
It's been years. Well, it's it's technically it's it's only really it's been a year. Yeah, Uh, a little more than the Animal Crossing uh, communities I've perused. It's felt like years. Yeah, it feels like it's been years. But the game only came out last year, which is crazy to think that. Very exciting though. For yeah, very exciting. Uh, I kind of wish you did this sooner though. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The actual amount of the amount of content dropped in that game has been a little few and far between. Yes. Um, so the, it's going to be a whole direct on all. The, they're gonna, So it's going to be they're going to show off a bit more than just the roost, hopefully, with this direct. And they're going to say more content would be nice. But yeah, that's that's going to happen. Uh, then we got some quick updates on a couple other games. Uh, the next uh, free update for Mario Golf is coming. Adding Koopa Troopa and Ninji as playable characters and two brand new courses. Ninji looks adorable. Yeah, I'm like, that was that's an interesting Mario character I've never heard of before. Oh, really? I was going to ask you who that was, but I guess I, we'll both I be in the dark. I do not know. <laughs> um, then we're getting a 3DS game ported to the Switch. Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition. And then uh, of this of this batch of three, then they announced, "Hey, Knights of the Old Republic is coming to the Switch." <laughs> and I was just like, "Okay, wait, what? <laughs> hold on, <laughs> hold on a second, hold on a second, wait, what? Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic after the big reveal at the Sony event a couple weeks ago, uh, where it's getting completely remastered for the PlayStation Five. Uh, they're just like, oh yeah, the original game is now going to be on the Switch, so now you can take your Star Wars on the go." And then, uh, out of left field, the game I did not think would actually ever come to the Switch just because, you know, hardware. Dying Light 2 is confirmed for the Switch now. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's the, like, streaming version. The cloud whatever, right? version. The yeah. cloud version, yeah, yeah. It's going to be confirmed. It'll be out February 4th. But then they said, oh, yeah, and also, if you want to play the original, Dying Light Platinum Edition will be out October 19th for the Switch. And I just like, they also bro, what? called it the prequel, which was very strange to me. I don't know about you. They, like, it's the original. I mean, you're not wrong, I guess. Yeah. A prequel comes after, though, usually. They're just acting like the first game never existed. It's all about Dying Light 2, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then got an update from Triangle Strategy, that game that they showed off at the er- beginning of this year, I believe. Uh, they uh, they said that, hey, we got your feedback from playing the demo version. Thanks for playing the demo version. Went through a quick list of everything that was uh, getting improved and said the full game will be out March 4th, 2022. So that's cool. Look forward to that if you're a fan of RPGs. We then got another trailer and probably the last trailer for Metroid Dread because that comes out on the 8th of October, which is very, very soon. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. Uh, I've only, only played one Metroidvania type game though, and that's Hollow Knight. And I need to, if I want to play Dread, I really want to play the other Metroid games to understand everything that's going on. Yeah, that's kind of the same boat I'm in. Uh, unless it gets like a like crazy high scores, um, and has like glowing reviews, I'll probably hold off, especially because of the price point for yeah. those Nintendo games. So. Excited, but not excited enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then hopeful that it does well. Yes. 
we then got our second big announcement from the Direct, the Nintendo Online Membership. Oh, yeah. Specifically, uh, they're calling it the Expansion Pass for it, where basically... Um, there's going to be they're going to be adding new stuff to your Nintendo online membership in the form of the N64 and Sega Genesis online collections that you can play with the your online membership. The only thing is, um, it's going to cost a bit more, and they didn't give exact prices of how much more it will cost for this expansion pass, essentially. Uh, but they said they will uh, launch. They pl- they're planning on launching it late, Octo- late October, so d- price discussions will probably be announced s- next month, essentially, before it comes out. So, Oh, and they're also uh, releasing N64 and Genesis controllers for the Switch. Wirelessly. Yes, they well. are. So, quick quick question. Do you think 50 bucks is, uh, worth, is worth that? I don't know. Like currently, so what I pay because the Nintendo Online, I got the single membership, and I play that yearly, which is like for what, the 20? for the controllers. Oh, oh, were, for the controllers. Oh, for the controllers. Each. Yeah, yeah. God no. I mean, <laughs> here's, not for those. I mean, nah, nah. If you're like a collector, sure, go go for it. But like, the N sixty four controller is nah. I'm gonna pay fifty bucks for that. But I See, mean, like, it is wireless. Yeah, I was going to say, part of me is like 50 bucks for uh, like modern or semi-modern controller tech just reframed into the classic framework uh, seems plausible, especially when like modern day controllers are 80 or 90 bucks even. So, I mean, yeah, but also... But also, uh, yeah, it's, kind it's of more of the gimmick, be, gimmicky stuff because, you yeah. know, I think it's only going to be available online is what they said as well. Cause yeah, like you have to be a member members. to actually yeah. order them. So, yeah, it's interesting to say the least. And I wonder how much they're going to like up the price if you want those, if you want the collections. Yeah, I heard like speculations from everything like double the price point. Uh, of what I, it I don't is think currently. it'll be double. I'm thinking maybe an additional 10 bucks. Like, Nintendo's pretty good. Like, for the Switch online membership, honestly, I will say, like, the price is actually at a good point. It's definitely much cheaper than Xbox and PlayStation every year. Yeah, but then, like, the other thing with that, too, of, like, Xbox and PlayStation, you're getting, like, Yes, you're absolutely games. getting your you're getting your money's worth for what you get, whereas the yeah. Switch is, like, you'll sometimes connect to a Smash game. Ha-ha! <laughs> yeah. We then got a couple other game announcements. Shadowrun Trilogy coming 2022. Castlevania, the Advance Collection. So I think it's the Game Boy Advance uh, Castlevania games. That's out now. ActRaiser oh, yeah. Renaissance, which is also out now. And Deltarune Chapter 1 and 2, the free update to Deltarune Chapter 1 on the Switch, is also out now. That's pretty exciting. Uh, So I remember hearing some news like a week or two ago, maybe, about a Castlevania uh, bundle. Is that different from the one that got announced yesterday? I think so, because I think the first bundle that was announced is, like, the original, like, SNES games. And this one's, like, the next... I think this is, like, the next batch of the games in the... Gotcha. That they have. Well, then that's really cool, because then you just have even more 
Exactly. That, uh, if you're a Castlevania series. fan, it's 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 gonna be a good time. Unless exactly. I mean, I would ask I would ask my boy Zach because he knows a lot more about all the Castlevania games than I ever could. So well, there you go. Um, hopefully, hopefully they do something along the same lines with like the Metro games. That would be nice. That would be. You cool. think they would have with you? Th- a you new really one think that, out? Like, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't like put out like an HD Metroid bundle to celebrate dreads release like prior to it to like hey if you haven't played them before here's the mainline games specifically and then we get into the final big three announcements the first one you know i'm I'm gonna save the first one for last because (laughs) that's probably the biggest of the three so the second to last announcement we got was splatoon 3 we got some more details on splatoon 3 and uh, specifically the title of the campaign, Return of the Mammalians. Return of the Mammalians. Mammalians. Is, ma- yeah, Mammalians, yeah. yes. Because they're aliens, but they're also mammals. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that uh, biology logic is. Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. I- I've never played the Splatoon games, but I know a couple people who do and are excited for this. So uh, some of the new weapons look cool. Like There's like a crab mech ball for like yeah. the main that looks that cool looks that looks crazy. cool uh and then Did lastly the second game have a campaign or is this the yeah first all campaign? three all three games have had a campaign all three okay well that's cool the second one technically had two because octo expansion was also also had a campaign and then the last reveal uh like oh take a look at this and we come into the city, and if you if you pay attention, one of the billboards, one of the electronic signs, has the Platinum Games logo. I'm like, okay, it's Platinum. I'm like, we're at, it's either gonna. And I'm like, Bayo, and so we see some army fighting off these giant aliens. I'm like, no Bayo yet. I'm like, well, it could be. And I'm like, with how the aliens were designed, I'm like, I don't know if it's Bayo. It might be Astral Chain too. And then basically, the army gets wiped out, and then a bullet strikes one of the. Aliens, and we see the dog mascot from Astral Chain. I'm like, oh, it's Astral Chain 2. Damn, feels bad for the Bayo people, huh? And then just as the monster's atta- about to attack the dog, Bayo comes down, saves the day. I'm like, oh, it is Bayonetta. Wow, talk about a debate, eh? So, Bayonetta 3, finally a new trailer. Uh, some gameplay as well with it. And a release date for 2022. Nothing exact set in stone. But hey, Bayonetta 3, we finally have something on it after four years of waiting. Yeah, got announced in what, 2017? 2017. Crazy. Now back to the first thing that we looked over. So Papa Shiggy, Shigeru Miyamoto comes out. He's like, hello, everybody. Oh. And I'm like, oh, are we a new Mario game? He's like, I don't have any game announcements for you, but I would like to update you all on the Super Mario movie that we are working on with Illumination, the people who have made Despicable Me and the Minions, because that's who's picked it up i'm like okay yeah we've we've known that for a while mm-hmm. i have a release date for you i'm like oh shit a release date that's cool holiday 2022 december 31st, 31st? i think it's, it's like this for north america i think yeah for and north then, america yeah and i'm like damn that's kind of dope we finally have a release date for it that's kind of cool that means we'll see trailers next year for it which i'm excited for and then like we'd also like to announce the cast i'm like oh shit okay as Mario, Chris Pratt. I'm like, uh, uh, excuse me, what? Uh, hello? Okay. I audibly cackled when that <laughs> came onto the screen yesterday. I 
lost my shit. I so I uttered something along the lines of "This can't be real." Oh, but it gets better. So then they announced Anya Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. I don't know who that is. I don't know who Anya Taylor Joy is. I really enjoy her. Uh, that's pretty like spot on casting. I would say it's yeah hard be you would be hard pressed to like find a like a better uh suitor i guess okay okay and then the (laughs) one where i went no no charlie day as luigi (laughs) and i just instantly said oh god luigi's gonna do luigi always sunny and luigi no i'm like what how the okay it's like every other uh if you look at the cast lineup it's like every other casting is like oh okay and then they cut to the next one it's like what and that uh, speaking of that jack black will be bowser and that one i was like you know what that's that makes sense yeah like there's something in my mind that's just like you know what i can see that i can see that keegan michael key is toad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what if, if you asked me who Keegan-Michael Key would be playing in the Mario movie it would have taken me a long time to get to Toad uh, you see I'm just picturing a bunch of Toads doing a Key and Peele sketch that's when, he, when they said that my mind instantly went to the fucking uh, the pizza for one sketch from Key and Peele <laughs> I'm See, just, I'm envisioning the uh, the stuffed animals from Toy Story Four, where Key and Peele. I have not seen them. Toy Story Four yet. Oh man, it's it's a weird, weird casting. And then Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. See, and that's another one. I'm like, I'm okay, like, you yeah, know what? I'm I can kind of see it, but then I'm like, oh god, Donkey Kong doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just lost it there, uh, and then they're like, "Oh yes, yeah. so of course Charles Martinet will also be voicing a couple other character other characters." I'm like, "Others, yes." Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, they showed off uh, three more actors. Uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, which kind of fits because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, Fred Armisen's got some good voice acting talent. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, and Sebastian Maniscal- Maniscalco as Spike. That's your. That's the cast. What a, uh, what a cast, man! What a cast! Oh my god! I, I, I'm disappointed they didn't show us. I, I'm disappointed that we're not getting a Wario or a Waluigi, or you know they haven't announced a Wario or Waluigi because I'm like, oh man, with them not announcing that, I feel like we're gonna get them as an end credit scene now. <laughs> well, you know, if if um, Charles Martinet doesn't voice them. Then I'm sure. Oh, please, we let, would let's be, be real. Let's let's be real. Wario Waluigi are not going to be. If they are in this film, they are not going to be voiced by Charles Martinet. With what what they've done to every other main character. No, yeah, you're. It's you're not going to be right. Charles Martinet. He's going to voice like. Uh, you see, I, I was seeing some funny memes. I'm like, oh boy, I can't wait for uh, Danny DeVito to voice Yoshi. <laughs> oh yeah, with the egg meme. God. <laughs> um, yeah, man. 
you know, with how this casting has gone, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Danny McBride was Wario. Uh, yeah, so that's the cast. Um, I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see a trailer for this movie. Yeah, man. It's and he Shigeru uh, emphasized the fact that Mario will be talking a lot in the movie, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting. I, I, I want I, I want to know what this plot is. I want to know what happens. Like, what are they like? What are they going to do? Like, are they going to do like the like where the start of the movie a person's playing Super Mario? And you, you know, you have Charles Martinet voicing it, but then like somebody hits the device and then they come into the real world. And then all of a sudden Mario's talking like Chris Pratt. <laughs> Is that was is that is this what the, the plot's gonna be or is it all gonna be in the Mushroom Kingdom? And it's just gonna be weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wish I could give some sort of guess, but like, who knows? And like, I want to give Chris Pratt the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt as well, but still, <sighs> such yeah, weird. It's who weird. knows? Who knows? Uh, but with that. That's our headline of the week. It's time to now jump into probably the bit more normal stuff with The Week in Review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is The Week in Review. And uh, to kick us off, some of the past games that came out this past week, Kena Bridge of Spirits came out for the PlayStation 5. Finally. Finally. (laughs) Oh, man. This has been at the top of my most anticipated list this whole year ever since it got announced and i've been enjoying the hell out of it it's it's not often that you get a game that meets the expectations you have for it when you get it and dive in um but it it met my expectations it's uh it's absolutely gorgeous the uh systems all work pretty well um and like the story so far is actually pretty engaging and yeah i couldn't have asked for a better first entry from ember lab like it's pretty impressive when you think about the fact that this is their very first game oh yeah nice hey that's great that's great to hear uh we also had lost judgment come out which i've been playing gotta say I love me the side content because legit all I've done in that game so far is the arcade stuff, which I've almost completed. I played Shogi for a good hour to do all those challenges. Uh, and your boy actually had to learn some Shogi because of course with it coming out this early and like a worldwide release for the first time ever, not early in Japan, there's no guides to help you with like the Shogi puzzles or any of the mini game tips and tricks yet so it's like oh fuck i gotta do this on my own i gotta learn what shogi pieces do guess i'll just learn japanese yeah <laughs> judgment's actually one of the few games that uh i actually play in english like every other yakuza game i play in japanese Ju- right. judgment and lost judgment i play in english because the cast for the english cast for judgment in the first game was a phenomenal cast uh and the second game I have one strife with the game, and it's they don't have um, God was it Crispin Freeman as Kaito again. They have some other guy doing his voice, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's not it's not Crispin Freeman. 
Because Crispin yeah. Freeman made Kaido sound good. And this new guy just makes him sound fucking... I, I don't like his new voice actor. I it's don't jarring. like him. It it's yeah, jarring, very jarring. Sure. Uh, and of course, Death Stranding Director's Cut also came out for the PlayStation 5. I can't say much on that. I haven't played the game. If you want a good uh, conversation of Death Stranding, go listen to their uh, Out of Focus, because they had an episode on Death Stranding. Yes, we sure did. Uh, my buddy Scott gave me and Michael the lowdown on uh, that fever dream of a game. Uh, in the news department... Disney Classic Games Collection was announced, featuring Lion King, Jungle Book, and Aladdin, the like any the NES titles uh, or the SNES titles. They're now going to be in a collection coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that'll be out November 9th, and you're able to switch between like the two versions of each of the games that came out, like the Sega version and the the Sega Sony version and the Nintendo version. Nice. So that's if you're a fan of those old Disney games. You can check those yeah, if you out. You want to get your ass handed to you by uh, pixelated Disney characters. Yeah. Uh, in a Apple, some Apple and Fortnite news. Even though the lawsuit's over, Apple could be keeping Fortnite off of iOS and Mac systems for five years, uh, as they're currently in the appeal process. That appeal process could go up to five years, um, and they wow. could uh, max that out to keep them off uh, after. The try now that the trial's over. So yeah, uh, that's a thing. <laughs> Feels bad, but honestly, they they Apple did lose the big thing of like, hey, yeah, third party uh, payment options, payment uh, platforms can now be used on Apple. You can't have a monopoly over that anymore, Apple, and that kicks in in ninety days. And so Apple. Probably salty about that is like, well, fuck you. You're not getting your game on here for five more years. In Activision Blizzard news, because boy, oh boy, more shit comes out about them every day. Uh, we have another casualty. Uh, and that casualty is Overwatch 2 development head Ch Chaco Sunny. He's no longer part of the company. He's left. Left or fired? Uh... <laughs> He's not there anymore. I don't know. I believe he left on his own terms there, but, you know, All it's right. still because of everything going on with that company. Uh, according to some reports, a new Star Wars game is in the current is in the works at Quantic Dream, which is very interesting. Those are the guys behind uh, Detroit Become Human. Detroit right? Become Human, Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain. Those people. Yeah. Um, so that would be interesting. I would like to, it would be very story heavy, which I think uh, a lot of people would like. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So that's very interesting. Excited to see where that goes. Uh, in some Deltarune news, Toby Fox has said that the next three chapters will drop together, but they will not be free to play like this uh, second chapter was. Um, and he said that uh, when these three chapters do eventually drop, it will be more expensive than what Undertale currently is. In some Twitch news, they've made a deal with the National Music Publishers Association, meaning you're fine if you accidentally play some DMCA-able music. You won't get banned. Instead, you'll just get a warning, or you only get a warning. You'll be like, hey, you played this, delete your VODs, and you're all good. And uh, so you know what? They're actually helping them. They, obviously, you still cannot play some DMC, the DMCA music, but at least they're being like, instead of just getting instant banned, they're actually being like, hey, 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 hey. Just delete your shit and you're fine. And here's here's the warning to let you know that it happened. 
And lastly, it was a short week for the news. Uh, Phasmophobia had its anniversary update, adding an overhaul to the journal system and uh, being less punishing if you uh, lose. And that's really all there was for the news this week. In the world of TCG, in Pokemon, Fusion Strike, that releases November 12th. And Pokemon Trading Card Game is going to be getting a new video game uh, called Trading Card Game Live. It'll be for mobile and PC. It'll be a way to play the TCG. Free to play as well. It'll be coming out later this, this year. So within the next couple of months or so. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! We got the 25th anniversary Kaiba set. The briefcase with the blue eyes and a bunch of other packs. Uh, pre-orders are ongoing now. You can pre-order until the end of October. We got the Structured Deck Cyber Strike coming October 14th. Legendary Duelist Synchro Storm on the 29th of October. Burst of Destiny and Grand Creators Booster Box on November... Oh, sorry. Burst of Destiny to November 3rd. Grand Creators Box December 3rd. Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1 January 28th. The Karibo Collection February 10th. And the Speed Duel GX Duel Academy February 25th. And... The Forbidden and Limited card list has been updated and will be taking effect October 1st. And lastly, Magic the Gathering Innistrad Midnight Hunt is now available everywhere, online, and the full physical release are out right now. And Crimson Vow online will drop November 11th, and the full release will be November 19th. And lastly, in board game news, Blade Runner is going to be set to take a tabletop RPG. Uh, in 2022, it's being developed by Free League Publishing. They made Alien the tabletop game as well. Oh, some some Ridley Scott fans <laughs> in that uh, developer. Set to be take place between the events of the first two movies. And that's the week interview. Moving on to what games are coming out uh, next week from September, te- se- September 27th to October 3rd. Here are the games that should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. No releases on Monday, but on Tuesday, Away, the survival series comes to the PS5, PS4, and PC. Ghost Runner comes to the Series X and PS5. In Sound Mind comes to the Series X, PS5, and PC. Lemnus Gate comes to everything except the Switch. Neo, The World Ends With You comes to the PC as well as New World. Steel Assault comes to the Switch and PC, and Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye DLC comes to the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. On Wednesday, Insurgency Sandstorm comes to the PS4 and Xbox One, and Guardians of Hylor comes to the PC. On Thursday, Aeon Drive comes to everything as well as Astria Ascending, Darksiders 3 comes to the Switch, eFootball 2022 comes to everything except the Switch, Hot Wheels Unleashed comes out on everything. Imposter Factory comes to the PC, as well as Rogue Lords. The Last Friend comes to the Switch and PC. Bonfire Peaks comes to the PlayStations, PC, and Switch. Bubble Bubble 4 Friends, the Baron's Workshop, comes to the PC. Demon Skin comes to the Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. Industria comes to the PC. And Jurassic World Aftermath Part 2 comes to the Oculus VR. And lastly, on Friday, FIFA 22 comes to everything but the Switch. And Phoenix Point comes to the PS4 and Xbox One. Big game. A lot of games coming out this week. A lot of games. 
Uh, big ones, obviously FIFA 22 if you're a sports fan and you pay for the yearly roster updates for those games. <laughs> Uh, which we talked about last episode. If you want to hear us, uh, me and my boy Sean Marks talk about that, go listen to last week's episode as we discuss those. Uh, we also, what else came out? Um, uh, Gate, that's a big one. Uh, that's the first-person shooter strategy game. Oh, that's an interesting combo. Yeah, basically it's like you take turns moving on a map to kill each other it's like you have like five it's very interesting watch the go check out the trailer for this game because it's it looks very interesting uh hot wheels unleashed that's a big one that people have been looking forward to as well yeah that's kind of the only one that was on my radar from that list i heard uh, some pretty pretty big hype for that one it could be a fun arcade racer yes and you can also build your own tracks yeah that's a good uh feature to have in something like that with Hot Wheels. Yeah, spe- yeah, especially Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, that's all the games that are coming out this week. It's time for us to now jump in and talk about some big, juicy topics this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And as I always say, Nick, why don't you kick off our first topic? All right, topic one. Uh... It's fall time, folks, if you haven't noticed. It is fall. Falling. Uh, Things (laughs) are dying. Uh, It's time for layers and pumpkin spice lattes. And it's also time for some specific video games. Yeah. Uh, My question for the first topic was, uh, Tony, do you have any specific games you like to play around this time of year? And if not, then uh, any other time of the year? Do you have specific games you like to play? Uh, so when it comes to like games and like specific seasons, fall specifically, I never really have anything because like fall is when like all the big releases tend to come out for the year. So like right. I'm usually playing those. Um, I think it was around this time last year when I started Yakuza Seven, or was it? No, that was holiday. That was holiday. Yeah, because that came out winter. Yeah. Hmm. But when it comes to fall, I, I never really have, like, a specific game in mind. Like, okay. But winter, however, like, January, February, I all I don't know why, but there are two games that always, well, three games that now that come into my mind whenever I, like, I think of that time of the year. Okay. And it's uh, Stardew Valley. Oh, interesting. Because that, that was, like, the first time I ever played Stardew Valley. And, I'm like, you, and it's, like, every time that time of year comes around, there's, like, nothing to play. And I, like, I see Stardew in one of my, like, libraries. I'm, like, oh, yeah. you know what? I, I want to play Stardew again. And I just do it. So it's, like, it's always <laughs> at that time of the year. I always play Stardew. And I don't. And it's, like, maybe, like, for a month. And then it's, like, I'm done with it because, like, new things are coming out again. Right. I also associate that time with Kingdom Hearts. Because it was also okay. during that time of year where I played literally all the Kingdom Hearts games. And then it was at that same time of the year I played Kingdom Hearts 3 because that's when it came out. Right. And then recently, Persona. The Persona games. Because uh, it was around that time of year I finally got around to playing Persona 5. Put 100 plus hours into that game to get that platinum trophy. <laughs> uh, Royal. Persona 5 Royal, specifically. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful game. If you have not played the game, go play the game. Uh, or if you have Steam, go play Persona 4, because both of the games are phenomenal. Uh, and uh, we have... It's Persona's 25th anniversary, and we're going to get, like... We're supposed to get, like, six announcements within the span of a year. 
for Persona, which is huge. Damn. And, yeah. Uh, Holy cow. But that's really what I associate. When it comes to fall, I never have anything specific that I associate with fall. Same with summer. Like summer, I associate sweating, being a sweaty gamer boy. Um, <laughs> because that's because, you know, when you don't have AC, yeah, it, it, it sucks to game. Yeah, absolutely. I felt that this summer, particularly my, uh, my controller was drenched in sweat God. from not having AC in my place. Uh, but what about you? Um, so fall, I mean, fall is my season uh, in general, not just in video games. Um, I fucking love this season. I mean, absolutely, I, I do too. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's like just right. Exactly. Like, it's perfect. I, I love fall as well. And also pumpkin layers. You... What is what did you say? You like pumpkins? pumpkins. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin yeah, man. tarts, pumpkin. Hell yeah. Pumpkin anything. Pumpkin anything, um, man. So yeah, this is my season. And uh a few games. The approach I take uh has been really like uh one for one. So like pretty much any game that has that kind of fall feel, uh I love to play during that same time. So like don't starve i'll usually revisit every year uh because you like start in fall and it's it's very straightforward it's like survival um so i'll play that for a little bit um other like smaller games like uh the unravel games uh oh, yeah. have a lot of yeah, fall they... vibes too they're very like comfy and cozy feeling uh another recent one i tried was 39 days to mars that's a smaller indie game uh, it's like a 2D hand-drawn art style, and it's about these two British like inventor guys who try and build a spacecraft to get to Mars, and it takes place over 39 days. And there's like a bunch of different mini games, like having to fix the like engine or uh, sillier stuff, like uh, making tea and scones for each <laughs> other. It's like a co-op game too, so you can play with friends, which is oh, really nice. Fun very british Um, exactly uh and then more pertaining to just release schedule uh fall is kind of when both destiny games came out so i always kind of associate uh the fall time with destiny as well so i'll like occasionally revisit those games too um and then i'll also try and fit in some spooky games too i'm not a huge horror game fan but yeah, I uh, I intend to try and finish Luigi's Mansion 3 this fall. Uh, and then I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight as well. That's a fun, uh, simple multiplayer jump in and uh, get killed game. Yeah, very <laughs> um, much is. So yeah, and then it kind of just goes for the same type of thing for like the rest of the seasons. Uh, like summer, I'll play some like Forza Horizon uh open world driving uh play some like sea of thieves that's got some big summer vibes um and then uh kind of on the other end of the spectrum games that have really nothing to do with the season uh <laughs> christmas time is when i first got into the uh uncharted games and the wolfenstein games so I now always associate 
the holiday season with uh, killing Nazis. Hell yeah, <laughs> let's go. Treasure. So, um, yeah, I uh, I've been making it a habit to revisit uh, one or both of those games. I played, I finished uh, the Wolfenstein Two campaign last Christmas. So now I'm gonna go back every year and try and get like the collectibles and all that. God, you see, I would love to play the Wolfenstein games because they look like a, they're like a fun time. But I know of two, well, one trophy in each game that, because I'm like, you know, everything seems pretty easy. It's like, you know, play play all the levels, do certain kill tasks, right. yada, yada, yada. But there's two trophies within, like, <laughs> each one of those games. One trophy per game. Where it's like, basically, you play the game on, like, the the hardest difficulty, where, like, if you die, you start. It's like having the, the iron skull on in uh, yeah, yeah. Halo. And I'm like, no, I can't bring myself to do that. No, there's no so, way I can bring myself to do that and drive myself mad for that. So it's it's actually great you bring that up. My first two playthroughs of, well, I guess three, because I play uh, New Order, Old Blood, and uh, New Colossus. Yeah. And I've only played through each of them once so far. And the first playthrough... I played them all on the hardest difficulty. Oh. So now they're out of the way. But yeah, let me tell you, they were maddening how difficult they were. Um, the second campaign was actually a little like anticlimactic with its like boss battle. It was a very strange uh, level, but it was still like really freaking hard. And luckily with... Uh, New Order, and I think Old Blood, uh, they don't have that difficulty where you're talking about of the you die, you get sent back to the beginning. Uh, they only have the play on the hardest difficulty. It's number two, New Colossus, that has that difficulty. Uh. And I am in the same boat with you uh, because that difficulty actually unlocks once you've beaten it on hardest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm in the same boat, and I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I'll complete everything else, but I am not even... I might try, like, once, and then... Uh, do it for the, like, I, doing it for shits and giggles is one thing, but yeah. then doing it for, like, actually trying to get it, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. No. Exactly. But, yeah. So, I've been really enjoying uh, those games during the Christmas time. Uh, and also, just during the winter, I'll play uh, Steep, the snowboarding game. That, yeah, that one definitely. I need to play Steep. I know it's. Oh, I don't know if it'll, how long it'll be on PlayStation now for, but I know it's on PlayStation now, and I should play it. Yeah, it's it's great. It's just a fun. It's kind of like Forza. It's just a nice like turn your brain off. I'll put my Spotify on and just like shred the hill for a little bit. Yeah, I definitely think like. Yeah. Uh, a good game that I would play for like the winter just because it kind of fits is that Riders Republic. That's uh that Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to that. I uh I'm excited to try that one out and see how how it feels compared to Steep since it's the same developer. Yeah, it is it is uh, Ubisoft and uh the whoever the actual developing development team is. One more uh other well, I guess several games, but like ever since uh Disney started doing the uh, Christmas time release schedule for the Star Wars films. It's now kind of solidified Star Wars as like holiday time for me for now. 
So I've been like playing through some of the Star Wars games too, like Jedi Fallen Order. I played a couple Christmases ago, and uh, like I'll I'll revisit Battlefront two. I think I played the campaign during Christmas when that came out. And I then, played the, the campaign uh, for Battlefront two when it was uh, free for PlayStation Now. Oh no, yeah, PlayStation Plus. Because Star, right. Star Wars Squadrons also went free for PlayStation Plus. It did yeah. I have yeah, it. And then I haven't that- touched it yet. I, I played through that last uh, holiday. Uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's um. I feel like it's really for the big like the people who who like really love the flight and like the, the yeah. The ships. It's definitely for those types of people. I also uh would love to revisit it when and if I ever get a PSVR. I I de- yeah I definitely feel like the VR that, would so. make that so much cooler. You might if, yeah, I exactly. feel like if you have an e- a queasy stomach though, you probably shouldn't. It's very disorienting at times for sure. Um and then the other thing I I'm not crazy about was the fact of how it is so like simmy. Uh you're stuck in the cockpit, which like I respect for sure, but like even just having the option of having that standard like third person view of your ship would have been great yeah um but yeah it's fine especially like if you have it in your library i definitely would say like give it a try yeah i definitely need to but so many other games yeah uh, i i mean there's one game that'll come back to any time of the year and like you can just you know download a new start a new world in it and uh build stuff around whatever time of year it is and that of course minecraft yeah man that's me too i will i have countless hours in that game now and it's just i can always revisit it it's been nearly 10 years of playing that game and i haven't gotten sick of it so i imagine it'll it'll get played yearly regularly is there any are there any other game we kind of really answered all the questions uh that this topic has are there any other games that you associate with like the different seasons of the year or like that you go back to every year that i'm that we've missed or um well i haven't played them yet but because of my association with uncharted and christmas time or like winter time i'm planning i finally own the uh modern tomb raider trilogy all three uh so i'm planning on diving into that to see if i can fit that into the uh, echelon of christmasy games that aren't christmasy (laughs) at all (laughs) um nice but then uh like halo i kind of associate with like fall winter kind of Oh, I, I definitely, I definitely associate Halo with fall. I don't know right. what it is, but it's like, okay, I, I have to tell this story. I don't know what it is, but when I remember certain games and certain memories as a child, I, I also remember a specific smell. Does that happen to you? Uh, I don't know if it happens with smell. And it's not like like the smell of like pumpkins. Or, it's just like this smell. I can't describe what this smell is, but it's just a smell. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I I have that kind of association, but I I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, for like springtime, uh, the Ori games I kind of have have started associating those with uh, springtime. Um, 
what else? Rocket League. I watched a ton of Rocket League uh, YouTube videos last like summer. Yeah, I'm a, it's I definitely also, a summer one for me. That's yeah, why I platinumed I like, the game as well. It was, was summer. You platinumed it? I platinumed it. Just the Holy basic, achieve- I just the basic achievements because thankfully they have it divided like with all the expansions, like their own achievements. Oh, okay, gotcha. But the base game, <laughs> I was gonna say, wow, base game, Tony, big uh, Rocket League fan. Base game, I platinumed it, and ba- I drove in a circle like maybe a thousand times to get that last trophy of like <laughs> five hundred kilometers or something like that. Oh yeah. my god, it was it That's was a funny. lot of it was a lot of circles. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely associate that game with the summertime. I like started it back uh, a few years ago, playing with friends in the summertime. And it's just like that competitive sports during the summer feel, you know? So. Absolutely. But yeah, Absolutely. I think that's kind of my list. Yeah. All right, then. Well, then with that, I think we'll hop on over to our second topic of the day. that topic being uh, game mechanics what should be standard I kind of expanded on it what should be standard for specific video game genres because obviously there's a lot of genres out there and not all of them could work in specific games Uh, (laughs) that could be a fun question though what mechanics should go in every game no matter what um, (laughs) puzzle game fast travel yeah Uh, yeah can't wait to fast travel to the fucking beginning of the stage in the <laughs> platformer um but yeah uh so starting off I, I i think we'll start with like one of the easier ones mechanics for like open world action gta-esque type games what are some of the mechanics that should bare bone minimum be in those games to make them a masterpiece so i mean i'm just gonna put the disclaimer out right now of my my framework for this question has been from playing ghost of tsushima a lot and just my like such admiration for the uh polish and the refinement of those type of open world rpg mechanics that i've just been loving to death Slugger Punch did so, a phenomenal job at the game. The Iki expansion absolutely. was great. It was great. The uh, side note: the hallucinations were got a little out of hand. Yeah, I will say. Um, but overall, I I still loved it for sure. Uh, fun fact: if you want to get all the trophies for the Iki expansion, you have to play through the Legend Story mode. Yeah, I found that out uh, when going through the trophies list the other day. Yeah. And, uh, but honestly, Legends, the Legends story mode, I'm like, oh, damn, it, it was actually kind of fun. Not going to lie. kind of fu- It was kind of fun. I started it, and then I kind of dropped off uh, playing it. So I, I'll definitely like revisit it and see if I can complete it, if only to get the trophy and the expansion. Because it's just, it's um, like a side story. You got to go out of your way to this one location, and it's like, I would like you to tell me a story. It's about <laughs> the campaign of Legends mode. I haven't played yeah. it yet. I'll come back when I have. <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug for their multiplayer mode inside their main game. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's kind of just been out of admiration for ghosts lately. So like 
you listed in the breakdown here, like fast traveling anywhere. That seems like something I would not want to live without uh, in future RPGs. I will also say that some games do it better than others. I want to say, I, I'm going to be honest here, I think one of the worst fast travel systems that I've played is Horizon Zero Dawns. Yeah. And the big that, reason is because it's like you need to have a certain resources, item, resources yeah. to do it. And I'm like, I don't like that. I really didn't like that. Yeah, it's just one more thing. I mean, like, if you stay on top of that resource management, it's not as big of a deal. But, like, yeah, it's just another thing that you have to keep track of, which isn't ideal. Um, and, like, resource resource management and crafting, I'm like, I'm like, I'm usually fine with that. Like, that's, like, a big thing nowadays. And it's usually, like, fine. How they do yeah. it is, like, one thing. Like, Ghost, again, Ghost does it well. It's, like, there's, like, three specific types of items you can find. And then there's mm-hmm. three tiers of those items. Yeah. Yeah, they keep it pretty basic for sure with the like crafting and and like uh, resource for like upgrading and whatnot, which is great. My like penultimate thing from Ghost that I've been loving is the uh, armor tier uh, cosmetic look that you can select. Yeah. Where like once you've like upgraded certain armor types, yeah, you can like go back and choose the like base armor look if you liked that look, or you can have like middle tier look, which I just absolutely love. The only thing that could like maybe take it a step further is like being able to wear one set of armor for the look and then have the stats of other armor. But I mean, that doesn't necessarily break the game for me so i think that's something that definitely needs to be implemented more in more rpgs of having like cosmetic availability but then also picking like stats for stuff i know that one game that does that uh that actually does that was uh dragon quest 11 uh okay. like i was i was as you say that like i know that there's a game that did that and it was dragon quest 11 you're able to like if there's like certain outfits that you right. can put on but it's also like like you can get the stats of it but then you can go into like outfit selector and it's like oh hey do you actually want to look like what you're wearing or one of these other outfits that you've unlocked i'm like oh that's really cool and uh uh I, I, I it's a good it's a cool feature to have definitely absolutely it's just one more layer of customization you can have which is great i don't know um the waypoint system is is nice, but like then again, that's almost standard at this rate of like you'll. You yeah, it's to... pretty hard to like screw that up. Yeah, I, I, I you know what? I have a challenge for it. game developers. Fuck it up. <laughs> I want to well, see you fuck this up because I don't know how anybody could. I want to see somebody fuck this up because I think that would be hilarious. Well, and to put a different spin on it too, just like get creative with it, with how Ghost did, right? Yeah, like Ghost had the wind system, and that was really exactly. Dope. They went super minimal with like the HUD, so any way to like be able to immerse yourself more in that world, which I would argue is one of the core like properties of open world RPG, is like that's what you want to do is immerse yourself. So like anything you can do with those mechanics to immerse the player more like is all the better. Yes, absolutely. 100%. 
I think that's really about it for like the the main like open world part of it. What about combat itself? So, my first uh, open world RPG, I believe, was Skyrim, and that which, game's which, combat. Sorry, system, which which Skyrim? There's there's ten <laughs> versions. <apologies>. Of- <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the Smart Sync version of Skyrim. Ah, no. yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, back when it like first came out. Uh, that was like my first foray into open world RPGs, I pr- I believe. And going back to it now, there's so much to love about that game. Uh, but the combat, I feel, in my opinion, is something to be desired. <laughs> Especially like when comparing it to things like The Witcher or Ghost of Tsushima. Um, even something like Kana Bridge of Spirits has a pretty good combat system. And like, I think one of the foundations of that is like, I think parry combat is pretty, a pretty good way to go in terms of that, especially when you're like thinking of like, especially in Skyrim's case of it's literally, you're just like hacking at each other. Ha, until ha, one of dies. Block. Ha, I win. Yeah. Like, unless you have a shield and then it sort of changes slightly. But then even like when you're fighting magic casters or something, you have to like go up to them, and <laughs> whack your sword against them. Yeah. Um. So like even introducing some sort of parry combat for like ranged stuffed too, whether it be like ranged magic where you can like parry with a magic shield or something. Um. Obviously, bow and arrow doesn't like necessarily work with that yeah um but i don't know i feel like the more i've been getting into games with that type of system the more i want it to kind of be a staple i absolutely agree with that having the parry system is like very nice and uh even like lost judgment they actually just introduced like a parry type like legit like they're uh, the first judgment game there's two types of combat you're able to use it's like crane for like multi enemies and then tiger for like focusing on -on one-on-one and they introduced a third one snake in lost judgment and that involves a lot of parrying it's very cool and it very much also comes to show that yeah like this a standard like parrying is very much becoming a standard of like these open world games for combat combat wise and I can't wait when uh, Elder Scrolls Six drops without without it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to where to go with that, man. It's 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 gonna be interesting to say the least to see how that game turns out. Yeah, and, and I mean it's still like a ways away. Like, what's the next one? Starfield. Starfield. Yeah, Starfield's next year. I can't wait to parry now. with my space gun. <laughs> I don't know why it's yeah. there, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's... uh, I guess with, like, gun combat, I don't know if there's really much... I feel like we've yeah, kind honestly, of perfected like, the formula with like, gun like combat. They've really kind of, like, like, gun combat, like, there really isn't much more to perfect, like... I think Fallout has some of the best, better of it, but that's also mostly because of the VAT system of being able to, like... Yeah, that's very, like, a niche-type 
gun combat. It's like turn-based, essentially gun combat. So they they had it good for like every follow game, and then they kind of ruined it for with seventy six. Because it's like, oh yeah, but it's all online. You can't slow down time. Ha ha. And you're just like, oh god, why? Why have I done this yeah. to myself? <laughs> but then again, you should be asking that if you're playing Fallout seventy six. Yeah. Just that question in general with that game. Why have I done this to myself? Why have I done this to myself? Why um, are we here to suffer? Speaking of like gun combat though, like thinking about like the Halo games, for example, it's not necessarily gun specific, but like enemy uh dynamics is something that also should be yes. uh looked at too. Where you like have to because this also comes back to Ghost as well, right? Like uh you have to kind of plan out and strategize as to, okay, which enemies am I taking out first? What weapons can I use against these enemies? What are their weaknesses, right? Uh, same with like the whole ghost thing of like, which stance am I using with which enemies? What uh, tools can I use? Um, so enemy di- more enemy dynamics uh, would be great. Because like with something like Halo 4 is an example of something that... or that didn't work really because they had really OP enemies that basically just made a food chain for the whole game of like, okay, take these guys out first, then we can deal with these guys and then these guys and so on and so forth. So it doesn't exactly lend to a dynamic uh, combat experience necessarily. Definitely. And also like more weapon variety is usually nice. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it also, that can be a subjective thing too, right? With like, going back to Ghost, obviously, of like, you have your your one sword, but then also you have a variety of tools and gadgets and stuff to play with, so. Exactly. Uh, what about some bog standard RPG standards? Uh, one thing, I mean, I, and for me, one if, if it's like a proper RPG game, like with the party system and all that, I know this might be controversial, but I, I, I really enjoy games where, like, even if your, like, teammates aren't, in, certain teammates aren't in a battle, everybody still gains the experience. You want that to be a thing. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I think that should start being a standard. And Instead I know that people, like, are... Leveling. I, yeah, and I know that people are, like, kind of getting, like... Because even, like, Pokemon's introduced that now, too, with the EXP all. But honestly, mm-hmm. it makes sense because, like, Dragon Quest Eleven does that. Persona 5 does that. A lot of RPG games do the whole party experience thing. And, like, Pokemon didn't do that before. And, like, yeah, like, it does make the game, like, you know, a bit more challenging. Of, like, needing to individually grind out your Pokemon's levels. But it it removes that essence of grinding because grinding sucks. It sucks. Even doing something along the lines of like having a a charm system equipped to certain characters or like have two characters like linked or something so that like if one gets one, one gets experienced, the other gets one, but not everyone. So like, I mean, there's kind of a compromise there. Definitely, but like definitely like more spread of EXP spread. That's like what I think like a huge for RPGs should like start being a bit more standard. Yeah. Um, I can't speak to like original uh, RPG type games much, but uh, I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily only RPG specific, but like 
dialogue trees have had a problem uh, a lot where like they have the facade of your choices matter and there's a bunch of different paths to take. Yeah. But it's very, it's like. It doesn't matter what you pick because you're going to end up at the same point in the end. Yeah, exactly. It's all flavor text. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, working that those kinks out for that system would be great. And then also for like quest stuff in RPGs, I think just having more, I think it kind of comes down more to writing than anything for both of these systems of like uh, having more than like, Oh, Timmy's stuck in a well. Can you go save him? Brave traveler. Uh, I'll give you my family sword in exchange. You know, like that type of like, I would like a little bit more originality and a little less cliche in my like side. Cause like the side quests, I want more originality in my side quests. I don't want to save Timmy. I want to. Sa- <laughs> I, I don't want to save Timmy. I want to save. Bibby. I want Timmy to save me. I want Timmy to save me from my mental health issues because I just <laughs> witnessed my girlfriend getting hung. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I'll give it to you there. That's original. That's original. You go to you have to go to ye old therapy because of a story thing that happened, but the therapy <laughs> is optional because that's what just like real life, therapy is optional. But you should go see if but if you actually need to go to a therapist, go to a therapist, kids. Yeah, definitely recommended, but entirely <laughs> optional for sure. Uh, uh there we go. There's an RPG mechanic. More therapy sessions. More, ther- more therapy. I, I've only ever pl- the only time I've ever had to go to therapy in a video game was in Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> I want more. I don't know why. I want more. Oh man. Uh, wow. I got two more genres that I wrote down: um, platformers and racers. Are there any standards for those that you can think of? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Oh, I have man. I have one for platformer jumping. <laughs> Uh, in what sense you you just want jumping? <laughs> I, I, you might think, well, what, that's like, of course it's gonna be. Well, no, but have you seen Ballad Wonderworld? Oh God, no, actually, I've only heard things about how god awful that game yeah. is. Ballad Wonderworld makes you appreciate a lot of other platformer games. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I have much to say about like platformers. Yeah, uh, honestly, they I mean, kind of movement is definitely movement's paramount. a big thing, and that really comes down to the developers themselves, though. Like Nintendo, yeah. they have movement down to an art, honestly, for those games. Yeah, and like something like Hollow Knight has pretty fluid movement, and like the Ori games have phenomenal movement. So. I think Celeste has pretty damn good movement too, if I remember correctly. Uh, a big thing about a lot of those games as well is like your movement improves the further you progress as well because you get upgrades and all that stuff as well. Yeah, building off that, uh, building on top of each skill is definitely an asset. And then having those skills work with one another too. Uh, racing games, uh, I have even less to contribute uh i mean like i play a bit of horizon uh and like a couple arcade racers here and there like do you have any ideas as long as i can drift good is good yeah that's really all that i can really care about 
Um, I was playing. Uh, I recently got into Game Pass finally, and I downloaded a indie game called Art of Rally, and it's. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it yet, because like I'm not exactly like a a pro race gamer or anything, but like its controls feel very odd. And I still have yet to figure out how drifting works exactly in that game. Cause like you have the standard like handbrake reverse, but then I find that I get the most success and I'm using that term generously uh, <laughs> with just like the amount of like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, but like the amount of angle I put on my turning stick while driving as opposed to actually using the handbrake or anything. So yeah, I don't know. It's definitely like drifting is uh, a big component for sure. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I just want to, I think any excuse I can uh, have to reiterate how much I love Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that game's mechanics, while it doesn't necessarily revolutionize anything, it certainly takes a, uh, advantage of the advancements we've made in those uh gameplay mechanics and whatnot and puts them in a pretty little bow that it does that it does with that it's time for us to now move on to the bonus level wacky lists weekly reports and a look back at video game history here's this week's bonus level and this week uh starting with the community corner where I do my best to remember to post a thing in the Discord at the start of every week, which I've been bad on now for two weeks in a row. Uh, <laughs> but we get questions from the Third community. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Maybe maybe next week I'll remember. But we got two questions from the community this week. Uh, first, from our boy who we brought up earlier, our boy Zach, actual trash PhD, because he's got a PhD in trash. Least favorite game. My least favorite game. Oh, man. Well, let me consult my favorite games list, first of all. And on the opposite end of that, from our from my moderator, TC, uh, favorite game, most favorite game of all time. Okay, well, that's an even more complicated question. But, I mean, currently, the list reads Halo 3 for favorite game. Alrighty. Um, and then, <laughs> going off the same list, uh, least favorite is currently Halo 5. Uh, so you can see my breadth of <laughs> video game. Uh, Halo three tendencies. best, Halo five worst. <laughs> it starts and ends with Halo. I'll, I'll just say that much. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, what have I freaking played lately? Like for me, my my best, my most favorite game is probably like the First Judgment. I love the First Judgment a lot. Okay. And on the least favorite, I mean, my cop-out is always Duke Nukem Forever. But that, it's a cop-out, <laughs> it's a cop out though, because, like, it, it's not fun. It's not good. It's, eh. Right. But um, it's a cop-out as well, because it's Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> I mean, I could go back to my... And my controversial answer is Super Mario 64, but every time I say that, I get in shit and people want to fucking stab me, which I understand, but like, bro. 
I mean, it's definitely not my least favorite game by any means, but like, I kind of gave up on Breath of the Wild. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, if you thought people wanted, to st- I thought people wanted to stab me, but oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the heat. Uh, okay. from you, uh, Tony. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, you know what though, I will say, uh, I think something that comes close to least favorite for Halo Five uh, that I recently played was The Last Guardian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, actually no. You know what? My I, I don't uh, scratch my other two. Uh, my least favorite game is definitely Shadow of the Colossus. Oh yeah, that's another one that was pretty I'm, hard. It, I, I play if you if you if you caught my stream if you because I streamed it one day. I'm like, you know, what? I'm finally gonna play it. You caught my stream of it, and the game actually crashed at one of the fucking bosses. Oh no! And you know how that game works, where it's like you know it saves at the fucking temple, and that's it. And then you yeah. gotta go to each boss. I'm like, and we're done with Shadow of the Colossus, everybody. <laughs> And I was here's the other thing. I was not having fun with that game from the get go. It was no, dude. It is. It has like, so many issues of pacing, yeah, dude, and controls. It's a lot. Dude, of it issues. is like it's the, beautiful to look at. Uh, well, I was just gonna say it is the definition of a remaster because <laughs> they they improved the graphics, and that's about it. <laughs> It is clunky to high hell. Yeah. So you know what? That's um, my answer for my least favorite game is Shadow of the Colossus. Because yeah. Mario 64 is like, what I would say it's the most overrated game of, of I like extremely overrated. And right. uh, again, Duke Nukem Forever is just a cop out. <laughs> yeah. I'll say like Halo 5 is probably like one of my most disappointed uh, games. Um. But, like, yeah, Last Guardian was just not good. I, like, the camera is super, like, just jarring and clunky. The mechanics are weird. Uh, The save points are, like, very sporadic and random. So, also a very pretty game to look at, but it doesn't get much more than that. Uh, with that, moving on to top five next. On the topic of act- actors in movies and video games, top five actors who you would like to see play a specific video game character. Oh, God. Um, actually, you know what? I was thinking uh, the other day about this. I would actually be intrigued to see uh, The Rock play Kratos. Okay. I mean, first of all, just on a physique level, he matches that standard pretty well. Um, But then, like, I don't know. I'd love to see because, like, he's supposed to. He's playing Black Adam, and I feel like we're gonna see like a lot of rage from him. Hopefully, anyway. So, like, we might get a little glimpse into that as to how he handles a character with that. Um, so yeah, I would, I'd be intrigued to see him play Kratos. Um, oh man, other characters. Do you have, do you want to go back and forth? Do you have yep. one? Yes. Okay. At number five, Danny DeVito as Wario. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I'll put a joke answer in. Uh, Elon Musk is Wario. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, uh, do we have an update of whether or not SNL got sued by Nintendo for that yet? Oh, I have no idea. Because I feel like they, they, I feel like Nintendo would have been like, "Whoa, hey there, Saturday Night Live, you want to say that again?" God. Um, at number four, I have uh, Danny DeVito as Bottles the Mole from Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Are all your answers Danny DeVito? Maybe, but you gotta see who he's playing first. And this is an actual casting. Uh. I'm really interested to see uh, Jack Black as Claptrap in the upcoming Borderlands movie. Oh, okay, yes. Actually, yeah, I am very intrigued to also, see that. Uh, just connecting back to the Mario movie, good for Jack Black on getting all these video game roles. Yeah. I mean, he is uh, a gamer. He has, he's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's like yeah. talked about, like with his he has YouTube, a YouTube channel. Yeah, he has a Doesn't YouTube he? channel, yeah. and I think he's uh, done some video game content. Uh, yeah, like with does. a live stream here and there, I think. He totally has. I'm actually going to do a bit of a cop-out as well. I would love to see a younger Jack Black play uh, or star in a Brutal Legend movie. I think that's... Am I remembering that game correctly? Yeah, that, that's the one where he actually voiced the, the main character, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, just bring, just make a movie for it and have him play, just reprise the role as him. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, do like do a current Jack Black, old Jack Black, and do like a Logan version of B- Brutal Legend two or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, my number three is uh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito as Xehanort. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> as who? Xehanort, uh, the main villain of Kingdom Hearts. No. <laughs> the Keyblade Sora. I need the Keyblade. I'm the trash oh, man. I need the Keyblade. Oh my god. Um, this was a fan casting I saw recently. Uh, did you watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I have not yet. Okay. Well, the, um, one of the cast members, uh, I know that Anthony Mackie got cast for the Twisted Metal show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, well, Aaron Kellyman plays, uh, one of the, like, antagonists. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, she was also in the Solo movie. Okay. Oh, um, I, I have seen. Uh, I have seen Solo. Yeah, she plays the like. Uh, I don't even remember the Star Wars name, but like uh, the the main female lead. Uh, no, not her. She plays the like uh, the vi- or like the antagonist with the mask at the like near the end of the movie, and then she like takes oh, it off. Oh, and, and then she's a good guy. That she's like the, the yeah, yeah rebel leader or yes. whatever. Um, I saw her fan cast as uh, Aloy for a Horizon movie I can see or that, TV actually. show. I can see that. Yeah, me too. I would, I would definitely be into that. What am I at? Three, four? Uh, that, yeah, that would be three. Because uh, my number two is uh, Danny DeVito as uh, Batman Arkham Knight Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know what? That... That might be a joke answer, but that's probably the most like serious. That's most no, that one, one. That, that one's actually serious. That was actually serious. Like, just I would like to see Danny DeVito reprise as Penguin, but like That'd a different great. version of him, of course. Yeah, absolutely. 
it's kind of going to be a twofer. Okay. Um, the Last of Us show is coming out yes. next year or a couple of years. Uh, I'm going to tease. I found out a casting for one of the characters, and I like my jaw dropped to the floor. Uh, I'm not going to reveal it for uh, NDA sake and not getting sued. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, are we allowed to are we allowed to tell the the people here that you actually uh, did uh, have a relation to the show in some form? I worked on the show. Yes. Yeah, we, we can, can say, say it. We can say that. We can say that. Um, that's all I'll say, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I found out a casting for one of the characters and I'm very intrigued to see uh, how they portray him. It's just going to be very interesting. But I'm also very much looking forward to seeing how Pedro and Bella do as Joel and Ellie. Um, and I'll leave it at that for the sake of not getting sued. <laughs> My number one. Okay, hold on. Can I guess? Take a guess. Take a guess. Uh, does his name start with a D and end in Annie DeVito? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. Uh, it's uh, Danny DeVito as Kevin Hart as Roland. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds like a very controversial role. <laughs> it is. Uh, but no, in all, it, in all seriousness, no, it's Danny DeVito as Cortana. Co- <laughs> as Cortana from the Halo games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's you know my top five. Wow. Oh my god. Okay, my number one is um uh in the Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout feature film, uh, I wanna see Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just give him all the roles. Just give him everything. Ah, uh, yes. Uh with that, that's top five. Uh moving on to this week in gaming history. From uh, September 27th to October 3rd, here's what happened in the past. On the 27th, 1992, Square Enix released Dragon Quest V on the Super Famicom in Japan. On the 28th in 2017, Sidebar Games released Golf Story for the Switch in North America, the little golfing RPG game that came out. On the 29th, 1996, Super Mario 64 was released on the N64 in North America. On the 30th in 2008, Sega released arguably one of the worst Sonic games of all time, Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood for the DS in North America. On October 1st, 1999, Pokemon Yellow was released for the Game Boy Color in North America. On the 2nd, in 2012, 2K Games released NBA 2K13 for the 360 and the PlayStation 3 in North America. And on the 3rd, 2005, Nintendo released Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness on the GameCube in North America. The achievement of the week this week is in Lost Judgment, A Man Among Amons, which is to defeat the opponent... Bless you. <laughs> uh, it's to defeat the opponent who makes the final request, which, as a staple of the Yakuza series, it's the secret... The hidden boss Amon fight, which is legit in every Yakuza game, so... It's expected. And the game of the week this week is I'm giving it to Hot Wheels Unleashed. Nice. Yeah. Hope that does well and hope uh, the track creator is really good. Yeah. I'm excited for that game. 
Nick, thank you for coming on the podcast. Where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, thanks for having me, Tony. It's been a blast as always. Took some turns. Um, yes. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter uh, at nodamngood1104. And you can also find me on the Out of Focus podcast on uh, all your favorite podcast listening services with my buddies, Michael and Scott. Uh, no affiliation with the office. <laughs> um, but yeah, you uh, can come join us over there where uh, every episode we take a movie or a video game, TV series, uh, whatever we're enjoying lately. And we kind of give a breakdown to one of the other uh, hosts who has not experienced it. Uh, kind of give some production notes, how it got made, a uh, little breakdown of the story or game mechanics if it's a game. And then uh, just kind of let uh, chaos ensue from there. Uh, I think the last episode we did, what did we do? I think it might have been Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That sounds right. I'm pulling up your Spotify right the Spotify right now for it to confirm. Uh yep, yeah, that's Shark the Boy one. and Lava Girl. And then uh we've got uh the finale so to speak for the uh James Bond PS2 game trilogy. Oh. Um Everything or Nothing, I believe it's called. Uh and that one's a big episode. It's going to be 2 hours. Uh, yeah. So we dive into that game, and uh, coming in down the pipeline, we also have uh, an episode planned for uh, Cowboy Bebop, the uh, uh, late '90s anime. Yeah, it's my very first anime ever. It's a good one to watch. I still need to watch it. It's it's very good. I have no real uh frame of reference <laughs> since it's my first anime, but uh. I loved every second of it. So let's go. We'll be uh, doing an episode on that. So, yeah. And then uh, Out of Focus will be also coming on to your podcast eventually. Yeah. When we get it all figured out. So yes. uh, that should be chaos as well. <laughs> Absolutely. We might do a hybrid episode where we do the proper gaming news and headline of the week, but we make the main topic an actual like segment of like Out of Focus. Oh, man. Yeah. It'd be cool to see. Uh, and of course, you can find me at Tony's Game Lounge on Twitch and Instagram and at Radio Tony on Twitter and as well as uh, Tony's Game Lounge on TikTok where we post highlights of the podcast episodes so you can nice and you can find those everywhere as well I post them everywhere but uh, that way you can hear the best of parts of each episode yeah thank you once again Nick always a blast to have you on and glad to have you on uh, one of two times this season yeah absolutely thanks again Tony and thank you the listener for tuning in we will be back next week with a brand new episode right here in the Game Lounge. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.